Welcome, Aylad. Thank you for being in my show. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to be here. I was so excited for this because I know you have a lot to say to us. And today, um, Elette is teaching uh, her simple and powerful method to tune into your internal guidance system, which she calls your truth, so that you can finally know how to make a choice that is feel both good for yourself, spiritually, mentally, physically, and all over around. In this show, we talk about mind, body, and soul. And I love that the fact that you call your truth. I always talk about your true self and you call that your truth. So I'm going to start with asking you, what have you learned that causes most people to have problems in their lives? Oh my goodness. You know, you'd think it would be a complicated question, but... I've been a, I'm a clinical psychologist, I'm a hypnotherapist, I've been teaching energy healing for 24 years. And there's just one simple thing that we all do that causes our problems. And, and it's crazy, but really there's just one thing. And it's this, we don't listen to ourselves. We don't listen to what we know is true and what we feel is right in a moment we get a sense of something. Do you know what I mean? We, we, we get a sense of what we prefer or what we feel like doing or what's going to be right for us. Mm -hmm. And then we say something like, oh, no, I couldn't do that. What it, other people wouldn't like it. Or mm, it's, uh, what would people say about me? Or no, I just, I don't have the, the courage to do something like that. I, do you know what I mean? I love, I, I love what you said. I love what you said because I teach this and my, my definition of that is, and I'm glad I found someone as like yourself to um, explain this in a, such a, a term that you just said, we don't listen to ourselves. So when I first met you and she's a dear friend of mine, and when I had a conversation with you, we kind of like connect. We had a conversation, we were talking about this podcast and then she, me and her, we start talking and we had a talk, conversation for an hour. And uh, I, I always say to people like, you know, there's, there's more, uh, you are more than your physical mind and your body. And when we ignore that, that little energy, that voice, that our spirit, and then what do we do is that our physical mind and body goes more toward like, you know, um, society expectation, the upbringing, the material things and all of that. And we get distracted by listening to that voice, which is what you're talking about, that we don't listen to our true self that says, hey, you are so much better than that. You have so much potential. You need to tap into that perception. And I love when you said that we don't listen to that. Right? No, and, in, and everybody who lands up coming to see me, and I'm quite sure the same thing is true for you, when people come to see someone for help at some point, it's usually after a whole long time of them not having listened to what they knew to be right for them. No. You know, you override yourself in relationships. Someone's not treating you so well and you make excuses for them or you're not eating the things that make you feel good, but you just, uh, you just, you kind of ignore what your body's trying to tell you. Mm. Or um, you, you don't like the way uh, the group of friends talks about other people, but you still stick around because leaving them would mean what? That you'd have no friends. So we have so many reasons for not listening to what we prefer and what's right for us. Mm -hmm. 
But the thing is that every single time we don't listen, we are asking for trouble. We're asking for difficulty in our lives. Right. You know how it is, like sometimes a path ahead of you seems like it's too scary, it's too dangerous, it'll be too tough. And you kind of know it's the thing that you, you know you should do or you want to do it, but you just feel too scared and you think, no, I'll just take the easy way out. I'll keep the peace and I'll keep the status quo. I'll stay where I am. I'll stay in the relationship. I'll stay in the job. I'll keep doing what I'm doing. And then, uh, and then things get harder and things get more difficult and something happens at work and you land up getting retrenched or fired or the boss is even ruder to you or your relationship gets even worse or even harder and you and you sit with those feelings of oh i knew this but i, I didn't do anything about it it's just that uh i i wanted to just mention to you that i know you said it really well that if you don't listen to yourself, you get in trouble and life gets harder. A lot of emotional suffering comes from that, not listening to yourself and some people not. So in this show, I bring amazing experts like yourself that they can tell us how that is started and why we have that feeling and why those two voices are there. And I could tell you from my own experience, and I told you my story before, when I was um, young and I got you know married and my marriage was arranged, for the longest time, uh, all my decision was coming in from this uh, victim mentality. You know, I was blaming everybody else for my uh, decision-making. Like, oh, it was because of my mom, because of my family, because I, you know, my country, because of this. Until I realized that like, okay, I'm grown now. I can make my own decision. Just sit back and reflect on yourself and actually learn about yourself that what is there that you want in order to make a better decision for yourself. Do you agree on that? I really do. And you know, when, when we were chatting the other day, because you, when you say that, it sounds wonderful. And if I was a woman listening to you, in a, if I was in a bad situation and I was listening to you now, I would think, oh, that sounds amazing, but I don't know if I can do it. And I know you told me about your story and you'd kind of asked me about my story. And I won't, I won't go into it long because I want to get into the details of how the people listening can actually do this. But I also, as an, an immigrant, um, you know, I grew up in, a, in South Africa in the height of apartheid mm. and grew up in quite a, I suppose, an abusive home with a lot of violence and verbal abuse. And so at home, I had to be very careful and watchful to see what was going on in the environment so that I would know how to behave and what to do so that I would keep safe. Mm. And then living in a country where sort of violence and strong rules were the norm. And if you didn't follow the rules, you literally could get arrested, tortured, killed. People around you could also experience that. I learned to keep a very close eye as well on my society and to know how to behave and what to do and, and how to survive in this world of, of other people's rules. Mm. I learned to look at my environment to know what to do. So now not everyone is raised in a, in a violent situation in that regard, but a lot of us are raised in homes where we really have to toe the line. Otherwise our parents won't be impressed with us or they won't um, give us what we need or they we just feel like we're in danger of some kind Why? so it sounds 
great to be able to say, and I know that you know this also from experience where you really had to conform to what society expected of you. Otherwise you were in danger. Right. So it's lovely to say we should listen to our needs and we should follow our truth, but sometimes it doesn't feel possible. Yes, yes. And that's why I wanted to ask you, what makes us to make a choice or decision that is satisfying or unsatisfying to us? Right. And no matter what the circumstances are, right? Because right. The, those of your listeners, I don't know what situations they're sitting in and maybe they're sitting feeling very empowered and in amazing lives and they want more empowerment and this is going to help. And if there's anyone out there listening who's sitting in a situation that she doesn't know how to change, this is going to help as well. So in the center of every choice that we make, every little decision or big decision, whether it be what should I make for lunch today or should I leave this relationship? I mean, we face decisions and choices all the time. Some of them are just daily things. Mm. In the center of every choice or every decision, there is a sacred moment. And in that sacred moment, we either turn towards what we know is true for us, what we know we prefer and what we know is right for us mm. or we turn away from it. Wow. There is no middle ground. You wow. either turn towards what you want and what you know is your truth or you turn away from it. You mm. say, oh no, I couldn't possibly do that or what am I thinking or people will laugh at me or I'll get into trouble. So we there, there is this sacred moment and that moment defines whether you land up feeling satisfied and pleased with your choice or you land up feeling disappointed or resentful or scared, anxious, depressed. Wow. So when we live a life in which we turn towards our truth most of the time, so you know you want to eat that thing and you let yourself eat it. Mm. You really want to say that thing to that friend who's just said something and you allow yourself to express it. You want to leave the job and you start making plans and arrangements to leave it. So whenever you turn towards your truth, you are meeting your needs. And when you do that, you feel loved, you feel important because you're listening to you. So that means you're important enough to be listened to. Mm. And it feels like everything's okay in the world. Even if not, if things aren't perfect right now, you feel like you're on the way to getting to what you want and where you want and you feel looked after. Basically, you have your back. You've mm. got your back. And, and, and your health tends to be good, your weight tends to stabilize, your relationships tend to improve, career takes off, money is easier when you consistently turn towards your truth. Mm. But so many of us don't do it and we've got all these reasons why not. Mm. So when we consistently, in that sacred moment, we turn away from our truth, we turn away from what we know is right for us. We know what we prefer, but we say to ourselves, no, I can't have that. Mm -hmm. You can do it once, you can do it twice, and it won't be a big disaster. You're just not going to love it. 
But if you do it a lot and you do it all the time or you do it most of the time, you say no to yourself, it feels like something's not okay in the world. Mm. It can lead to a feeling of desperation, a feeling of being unloved, not important, having no voice. And quite honestly, it leads, when you do it long enough, it leads to depression, it leads to anxiety, it leads to road rage, it leads to the late night uh, shoving all the food in the fridge down your throat, it leads to binge watching Netflix, it leads to addiction, it leads to not being able to leave that relationship that you know is so bad for you. It's all those things because when you're not meeting your needs, Uh. you have to find other ways to try and meet them. And so we like eat because it feels a little bit better or we take the Mm. drug or we have the drink or we land up shouting at our kids or going, you know, saying yes to that guy Mm. that we kind of don't feel good about. So that's, that's the core of it. There is a sacred moment in every choice that you make. And in that moment, you either turn towards your own inner truth or you turn away from it. It's almost like you're saying that every time you make a decision, you said it so beautifully, that we have to take at least some time just to pause before we jump into the decision or the choice that we're making, right? Just to, just to kind of like pause and go inward. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Because sometimes we just like, with our life being so busy, and these days with the technology and all these things going around, we're running hundred miles an hour in that moment of like, and you said, we have so many choices, like you said, so so many decisions that we have to make from, from picking our lunch to uh, exercising, to calling somebody to all of this stuff is decision-making one after another, after another. And we become so robotic. Like we just make a decision and go with it. So you kind of saying that, okay, no matter how small decision is, train yourself to just take that little pause and go inward and kind of like say to yourself, how does this make me feel? Yeah. And that's when, when you can actually, most of the time, if you're starting, you can make a better decision. But this is so beautifully, like you said, it's like a, this is a little pause. It's the same place that you can actually do. I teach that through the meditation because if you're a beginner, for my listener to listening, like you said, no matter what situation you are, if your life is great, good, we want to make it even better. If you're in a situation that you're binge eating or you're doing smoking, drinking or anything, any bad habit that is bothering your mind, body and soul right now and you want to get rid of it and you're listening to this and like, I don't know how to do it and I tried it before and I failed again and I just cannot do it. This is one of the things, the simple, this method that we're giving you is so simple but yet so powerful. So powerful that if you can just take a pause and when you make a decision and say to yourself, let me see what I can do, just see how I feel and then go with decision. You might fail a couple of times. It's okay. But as long as you're aware of it and the awareness comes in when you sit silent, do some meditation and pay attention to yourself. Like you said, look, she's saying, just take a little pause, take a little pause. And right. It sounds so simple, but it's amazing. I love how you're saying it. I'm, I'm sitting here smiling. I'm so enjoying what you're saying because it's exactly what I think. I want to teach a five-step method to do it, though. I'm going to teach you now if, if you're okay with that. Oh, absolutely. Because that's, that's, my, that's my next thing that I'm going to ask you, that how can 
you teach us to make a decision that are satisfying for our head, for our mind, for our body, for our soul all together. Because like you said, you said it like so perfectly that, yeah, we know that, but like how? Yes, I know I have a good choice and bad choice, but how can I? And this is the juicy part listener need to listen to because you're going to tell us how now. <laughs> I am. I'm totally going to tell you. <laughs> okay. I'm so excited. Um, so obviously I have to give a kind of a, a quick version of it because I yes. teach courses on it and we sometimes can spend six weeks on it and people still have questions. Um, even no, though they're talk doing about that. Yes, 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 yes. You have some beautiful courses that I want people, but you know what though, this is so, so great. And I thank you so much just to coming in and, and, you know, sometimes that awareness that opens the path for us and say, okay, wow, I realize I have this and I want to get, uh, you know, get to the bottom of this and I want to learn. I want to do all this. And that's why I have you over here. And for listeners that I'm going to tell you where you can find her and she has some amazing stuff that, you know, if you're ready to change your life, here it is, but teach us how we can do that. Great. I love your work, Valerie. And I know your and my work is, you know, it kind of, it sings together. We harmonize. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, um, wait, let me pause and think for a moment. Mm-hmm you well that's the pausing right that's what we said mm -hmm. so one of the things that I, when you were speaking i thought i must i must said um one of the things that people say in my courses is we didn't realize that everything is actually a choice there's so many things like you said that we just get on with that we just do and we don't really even acknowledge that it's a choice that we're making so how do we even know when it's time to make a choice or make a decision? Hmm. So there's a couple of things. Sometimes it's really obvious, right? Like you have to choose if you're going to immigrate or if you're going to take this job or if you're going to say yes to this date or if you're going to say yes to the chocolate cake. If you're standing in front of the fridge and you, you just, you're really wanting to hang on to your willpower, hmm. you know that you're facing a decision in that moment. That's pretty obvious. But there are times when it's less obvious that what you're facing is a choice. And I think I'm hoping everyone will relate to this, but it's those moments when something just feels off. Mm -hmm. Something doesn't feel right. You, 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 you're not comfortable about something. Something's making you feel miserable or anxious. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a time when you're not really thinking, Oh, I have a decision to make, or I have to make a choice now. You're just, getting a sense of, oh, I, I don't feel good about this or something feels wrong here or I keep feeling depressed or angry when I think about this or this makes me anxious. Mm. So those times when you become aware that something is not okay, you are actually facing a choice. That is your heart. That's your truth calling to you. So it's a moment to pay attention. So I'm going to teach you this five-step method and this method I call the allow method to allow. Mm -hmm. And what are you allowing? You are allowing you. So allow you is an acronym and it stands for, I'm going to start with a you because Valerie, what you always say as well, it always starts with you, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the why of the you stands for yes. You say yes to yourself. Okay. That's really important because if you're saying no to yourself, it feels bad. Saying yes to yourself means that you have permission to be you. You have permission to exist. You're important enough to listen to. And there's a whole host of lovely things that happen when you say yes to yourself. Mm -hmm. So the Y stands for yes to yourself. Then the O stands for open to what you know. 
because each one of us has that inner knowing. And when you open to it, you get exquisite guidance from yourself. So the O stands for open to what you know. And the U, I say, stands for you are the expert. Because you are the only one who knows what it's like to be in your body, in your life, with your history, with all of the things that you have had happen to you, with all of the things that you long for and secretly desire. You're the only expert in the world on you. So you're the only one who can actually know what decision will make you feel good and which one won't. So starting with you, you say yes to yourself, you open to what you know, and you are the expert. So now we come to the allow, which is about making the decision. Mm -hmm. So the A stands for acknowledge. And that's what you were talking about, Valerie. It's that moment of pause. It's the moment of, of consciousness. It's going, oh, wait a minute, something feels off here. Or it's saying, oh my gosh, I really have to make this decision. Right. So A is acknowledge. I acknowledge that there's a choice to be made. I realize something's up. Mm. In the first L of the allow, the first L stands for lay it out. So first you acknowledge, then you lay it out. And what does that mean? It means that you just very factually explain the situation to yourself. You lay it out in facts. Mm. You don't analyze it or try and figure out why or what it means. Not for this method. This one, and, and I'm a clinical psychologist and I go deep into people's whys. So you have to know that I mean it when I say, just lay this out. This isn't about analyzing. So you say, for example, um, uh, let's say, I don't know. Do you, will you give me an example, Valerie? Just any little uh, example um, of a decision or something that feels off. For me, for me, I'm going to give you some of my example that I went through when I made a decision. So there was a, uh, for example, are you okay if we do this method with you? Would you be willing to demonstrate it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Go for it. Great. Let's do it. Okay. Uh -huh. So you give us the, the moment when you knew that there was something was off, it wasn't okay, or you realized you had to make a decision. Um, I realized that when my kids were born, that my husband was really, really violent and they were very young and he used to come home and he used to like yell and scream and throw us things around and the kids would like literally physically jolt and then like they start crying but my attention was not so much on me but just looking at my kids I was like there's something is wrong this is I don't know what it is but this can be right right sure that's a that's a huge a huge moment where you can come into awareness and go this feels so wrong this feels bad right so that's your moment of acknowledge so then you would take it and you would lay it out. And so just factually describe the situation and you, and you kind of just did. Um, you say, when he comes home and he behaves like that and the girls jolt, I, I can feel something's wrong. I'm not happy with this. Yeah, yeah. And, and also like to add up to a little bit to that, but I, would, I felt like it was not right and I felt scared. You know, I was, I was feeling scared also that like, okay, if he hurts me and then if he hurt the kids, that was always in the back of my head after, after me when the kids were born. So now not only it was bad behavior him, the kids physically would like jump, but I also, I was like, oh my God, what if, you know, what if something bad happened to all of us? Yeah. 
So, I mean, this is a very serious situation that you're describing. So it's not just that he would come home and be shouting and give everyone a fright, but actually when he came home, you were all in danger. You and the children were in danger. Right. You, you had this awareness that this is wrong. This, this can't be right. Right. So that's a very powerful moment of acknowledging and then laying it out. Okay, well, this is what's happening and this is how I feel. I feel scared and I feel like it's wrong. Yeah. So then the second L is the key of this whole method. And the second L is to ask what I call the love question. That's why it's the L. It's for the love question. Mm -hmm. And the love question is, if I loved myself, what would I choose to do now? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. If I, the other version of it is because sometimes it's about how we speak to ourselves in a moment that's so difficult like that one. If I loved myself, what would I say to myself now? Yeah. For me, uh, you want me to answer that? Yes, please. If okay. You're okay no, I, I am. Thank you. I, um, I did ask myself that if I love myself, what would I do? And as hard as it may sound at the time, I said, I have to leave. And that, that was the only thing that came in my head over and over. And I asked myself, no, not so much for the word, the love, um, because I thought the love was too much because I didn't love myself at the time, but just to, to be safe or to be okay or to not feel this horrible, dark feeling that turns your stomach inside out. Like if I didn't want to feel that, at the time, I let's just say that was the word love for me, which now I know what you mean by this. But I, asking myself that question, the answer that comes in my head was like, leave, leave, leave every time. Absolutely. So that was your truth speaking. Mm -hmm. So then, then the O stands for open to the answer, mm -hmm. which is this moment where you allow yourself to tune in to what feels right. And how you know if it's your answer of your heart, not only the answer of your head, because if it's your head speaking, sometimes your head will tell you the logical thing, like, oh, maybe I should stay because then otherwise where will I go? Or, you know, how will I earn money? Or how can I do this? Mm. That's your head speaking, but your heart was saying, leave, 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 get out of here. You described it perfectly. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Like I, in my heart and my body and my soul, I felt that I had to leave. But in my head, I was like, "Oh my God, where are you gonna go? You don't have money. You don't have nobody. Where are you gonna live? You have two kids. You know, you're gonna be on the street." And all of those doubts and all of those things. Yes, perfectly described it. I love Valerie. Thank you so much for using such a such a powerful and brave example. What I so loved about what you said now was that you felt it in your heart and your body and your soul. So I want to say to the people who want to use this method, because sometimes people will ask the love question, they'll say, and, and also it doesn't matter if you already love yourself and if, or if you don't even know what that is when you ask this question, because the question is set up to say, if I loved myself. Right. What would I do? And that's so if you do already love yourself, I have some people who say, because I love myself, what would I do? But for most people who are trying to figure out what this even is, this love yourself thing, you don't have to already love yourself to be able to do it. It's just about saying, if I loved myself, if I was someone who was really precious to me, if I 
if I was important to me, like my child is, or my pet is, or my friend or my sister is, what would I say to that person? What would I want that person or that being to do? Mm. So it's, if I loved myself, what would I do? If I cared for myself in the way I know how to care, what would I want myself to do? And when we get an answer that's from our head, it's that logical response, like your head was saying all these scary things that, that could be, and you didn't know how you were going to do this impossible task, then it doesn't feel very good in your body. It usually makes your body feel tight. You'll notice that your chest tightens up, your shoulders maybe hunch up around your ears, your head feels tight, you might frown a little, and you sort of scrunch over in your body. Yeah. When it is that, so that's it's your head answering like if it's a if it's a lighter uh, example and someone wants to go to the gym more and get healthy and get fit and they ask themselves if i loved myself what would i choose to do and the obvious answer would be if i loved myself i'd go to the gym and then your whole body is tight and it doesn't really help you because you're really not going to the gym right so that doesn't really help you to tell yourself to go to the gym <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So, but, but your answer could be something like, if I loved myself, I'd say to myself, just start small. Maybe go for a little walk around the block for today. And then what the, you feel is your chest opens up. You feel like you can take a breath. Your body relaxes. Um, it feels like somebody you trust has just told you everything's going to be okay. So when you said just now you felt it in your heart and your body and your spirit and your soul, it's such a great description because it, when it is your heart that's giving you the answer, when you open to that answer and you get a relaxed feeling like something's just said, it's okay. It's okay, sweetie. Everything's fine. It's going to be all right. Then you know that that's your heart and your truth speaking to you. So you ask the love question, if I loved myself, what would I choose to do now? If I loved myself, what would I say to myself now? And then you, you, you open to the first answer that you get. And if that answer makes you feel like someone describes to me the other day, she said to me, I feel like the sun has just risen in my chest. Mm. It's this beautiful feeling of like, oh, then that is your heart's answer. And then the W, which you did so bravely, the W is walk the next step. Mm. Now, the thing about your answer, Valerie, is such a huge answer because to be in a situation like that and to say, I, I have to leave, I have to get out, leaving is a lot of steps. You have to think, you have to plan, you have to get the courage, you have to decide what, how, when. So sometimes when we ask the question, if we get such a big answer, it can be too scary to contemplate. Yeah. And then we, and then we retreat from ourselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like how long did you know that answer before you were able to take some kind of action on it? I'm glad you mentioned that. And the reason I wanted to bring this up because I want the listener to understand like this is where some of the people have a huge, huge problem and I hope nobody has it right now. Nobody's facing it. And you guys have a little problem that you wanted to go to the gym and lose weight and your mind's going to say, no, 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 no. I hope you guys practice this exercise with that. But for me, um, when I knew that I was going to leave, I, that was kind of like, like you mentioned, like it was kind of like a warm feeling through my body. Like, okay, I have to leave. I did not leave right away. It took me years and years and years because 
I didn't, right. at first it was so hard to like, like you said, to think about it. But, but the beauty of when I knew, I, when I had the answer, the part that you said, open to the answer. Once I get that answer from my heart, that opened up a little idea, like you said, like, okay, what's the first step? I was willing, I was willing to kind of like plan my first step as simple as, as like, okay, I'm going to start taking the kids, walking to the library so I can start, you know, looking at the books and learn how to read just for my kids, children books. Like that was the smallest step that I took at first. But if I didn't have this open answer, yes. If I didn't go through this open answer, like how does that make you feel? I answer it from the heart. And then that's how the next step came in that, okay, not the whole picture. Don't forget about the whole picture. Just what something you have to do. And this is what's so powerful. Like you said, the next step. That was my smallest next step that I took. And, and that's not small. I mean, for you, that was huge. And, and, and the reason also that it was so huge, I'm imagining that it was huge because it was probably took so much courage for you to do that. Yes. Just that small thing. And the reason it would be so huge is because you were turning towards your truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first time I turned toward my truth. And it's like, uh, and, and, is so unfamiliar. It's so unfamiliar. You have this enlightenment. You have this feel of a bliss. You feel like you're, you're like, oh my God, I see the world for the first time. But at the same time, it's like, what's next? What's next? So for me, it was kind of like excitement, fear, enlightenment, all combined together. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's such a beautiful description. So I want to say to people listening to this, even if it's a, if it's a smaller example than Valerie's courageous story, that when, so I'm going to run through the allow again. And remember the whole point is that you allow you and Valerie, you were allowing you for the very first time. Yes. So when you sense that something is off, even if it's, I don't feel comfortable in my clothing because I've gained weight or it's, I'm not happy to go to my in-laws for Christmas or it's, um, I I feel like something's wrong with the, the way my, the teacher works with my child, whatever it is that's going on, the beginning is your sense that something's wrong or that you know you're unhappy and you have to make a decision. So that beginning is you acknowledge. Then you, that's, First L is you lay it out and you just describe what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, my child seems unhappy. The teacher's report is quite negative. I don't feel good about the situation. And then the next step is the second L, which is you ask the love question. If I loved myself, what would I choose to do now? Mm. If I loved myself, what would I say to myself? And then you open to the answer. That's the O. <laughs> the other day we were saying the O stands for Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a great thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Oh, like, like, oh, okay. No. Now I get it. I get it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Almost realizing it for the first time. Exactly. So, oh, is that realization? So you'd you'd say, oh, I would. I actually have always felt uncomfortable around that teacher, and now that I think about it, I've heard someone else complain, and I think she has an issue with. Uh, children who struggle with focus and and I need to start figuring out what to do about it and then the next step is walk the next step now the next step in this situation 
isn't going to be to march into the teacher's rooms and start to have a whole confrontation because that's not really loving. It's not self-loving to yourself. The next step is going to be just saying, oh, my next step is to sit down and, and think about this and realize that I, I have to start putting a plan in place. So can you see it's not leaping to the end of the situation. It's only the next step. And then as soon as tension comes back in, so then you say, okay, cool, I realize, and I sit down and I start thinking about it. And then you get anxious because you don't like confrontation. You think, oh my goodness, how am I going to confront this teacher? She's actually a bit scary. Then you start the process again because now something's off. So you start again and you acknowledge, okay, I don't feel good about this. You lay it out. I know I need to confront this or I need to do something about the situation, but I'm scared to confront this teacher. The love question, if I love myself, what would I say to myself now? And then you open to the answer. Go, oh, if I loved myself, I would say to myself, honey, you know, you've always found confrontation difficult. How about you bring your friend with you? And then you walk the next step. Okay, I'm going to ask my friend. And then you pick up the phone and you chat to your friend about it. And so how you do it is that you allow and you allow and you allow and you allow you and you allow you and you allow you. And as you walk each step, according to your heart's guidance, you find yourself like you've described so beautifully, Valerie, you start to feel lighter, the world starts to feel hopeful, you feel like maybe you can get out of the situation you're in, you start to feel better about yourself, you start to feel like maybe you have value, um, you start to feel a bit more loved, a bit more important in the world. It's quite amazing. Thank you so much. This is so powerful. And uh, I, I really appreciate you sharing this with us. And it's like, I highly recommend for everybody that's going through, I don't care how small or big it is. These steps are so helpful. So helpful that if you can write it down, well, obviously we're going to have a uh, link for you and I'm going to have a download for you guys to download. But as simple as yes, say yes to yourself, open up, you're the expert, and then acknowledge, lay it out, and say, if I respect myself, if I love myself, and for those of you that are believing in religious, you're child of God, God loves you, you know, just ask yourself, if God loves me, would I let that happen to me, and open up to the answer from your heart, and then Think about what is your next step is and don't get overwhelmed to make the whole decision in one shot. Just a small step just to kind of like um, confirm and tell your heart that I hear you. Oh, I love that. That was such a beautiful summary. You know, that's, that's just so powerful. Thank you for sharing this with us. And I'm glad that you did because a lot of us, we just saw our, we're in our head. And we are disconnected from our true self, from our spirit, from our compassion, from our love, from, and I always, I always say to my, my clients, I always say, just the fact that being in this world is, is honor, you are special, you exist, you matter. So, you know, once we go back to that and just kind of like remind ourselves, that itself is so powerful, but then apply this and to just kind of untangle and separate yourself from that little voice that you have to make a choice. 
Yeah, and let your body guide you. Yes, 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 yes. But let's just change gear a little bit um, now. Uh, One of the things that I work with a lot of people, um, and I hear this a lot, and I worked with a couple of clients of mine, and this happened a couple of times. I wasn't even aware of it. And then they said that when I was... um, when I was coaching them and then I kind of like was telling them and they find out they, they were like, I sound like I'm a people pleaser. I'm, I'm like, yeah, it sounds people pleasers are not, they don't have a sign on their head that, oh, I'm a people pleaser. Sometimes we are without us even knowing, right? Right. Yeah. yeah even knowing. So why is for some people is so hard to say like, you know, when they make a decision, but they're people pleaser and they're so hard for them to say yes or no because they're trying to please other people. It could be your partner, it could be your mother, it could be your kids, it could be your boss, anybody. Why do they find it so hard to make a decision? Oh, such a good, um, such a good question. And you know, I, when you're saying people don't realize they're people pleasers, I think when you realize that when you already know that you're a people pleaser, it means that you've become aware that you make decisions that are not turning towards your truth. Right. So that is already a massive step to become aware that you are making decisions that are in that sacred moment, you're turning away from your truth and not towards your truth. And I mean, we touched on some of the reasons of why we do that earlier, which is, and and you've just described it as well. We, there's so many of us have been taught like I was, you know, raised in a very rigid um, upbringing of if I don't do what's pleasing to the people around me, I, I would feel in danger. But if I, even if it wasn't a violent situation, we feel like we won't get, we won't um, be included anymore. You know, we'll be rejected or we won't be loved. Or when we're at school, there's that whole push to conform Mm. Um, and fit in with a group and then we get older and the same thing applies you go to work and nobody leaves work earlier than six o'clock because otherwise everyone will think that they don't really care about their job Mm. Um, we conform all the time and to be honest capitalism is sort of based on that right Mm. all of our advertising all of the commercials tell us that if we want to be loved, if we want to be healthy, if we want to have the things that make us happy in a happy family, then we should look like that. We should buy that. We should wear that. There's so much pressure on us, especially as women, to conform to what is pleasing to other people. And the problem with that is that now I'm going to say something interesting. Mm-hmm. When we make choices to please other people we are actually being disrespectful of the other people and we are disrespecting ourselves wow so we think we're being nice right and we think we're being sweet and kind and we're doing the right thing and we were raised to be good girls and you know be be lovely but when if you think about it would you like somebody to lie to you? Right. When we are pleasing people and it's not what we actually want, we are making the relationship fake. 
You are the first person I'm telling you, me and you connected. This, this is why, this is why if you hear my uh, other episodes um, of this podcast and we, I talked about it with a lot of people, one of the things that I always say when people ask me, um, oh, people pleaser, am I a people pleaser? Or when they're trying to say, but you know what? I say yes, because, because of this, because I say to them, I literally said what you just said. It's yeah. really, you are enabling them and their bad behavior. You disrespecting them and yourself because think about it. Like when, when you say yes, yes, yes to everything and you don't even know what you're saying yes to sometimes that yes. And you just siding with a person just to please them can be very dangerous for that person. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, I, I know because I have listened to some of your stuff and I, like I say, it was just, it was like listening to my sister <laughs> in, a, in a really good, my soul sister. I'm telling you. It's, I'm so glad we met. I um, I, I'm telling you, I was so excited for this because I said like, she's, she just gets me. Like, I mean, when we spoke, I just connect with you and I'm like, this is amazing. And by the way, before I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but before. Before we move on, this is what it is when you make a decision with your heart, when you pay attention, attention to yourself, when you're aware of yourself, and when you are with your spirit, with your soul. We connected, so the energy was there. And you will actually know when you hang out with people, when you see somebody, when they say, oh, their energy is a little off, you know, I didn't feel them. That is actually true, right? Yes. You know what's a lovely way to find out if you have been able to be authentic and yourself in a relationship? is when after you've spent time with that person, I'm sure you have the sense as well, after you spend time with that person, you either feel energized or you feel neutral, like not much has happened, or you feel deflated or depleted or tired, you know, like, like you've been sucked dry. Do you, right. do you ever know that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and after our conversation, I was so energized. I felt so great. And I had all these realizations and these thoughts. So it felt like a big fat yes from myself. Yeah, me, me too. When I, when I spoke to you, I was like, so like, first of all, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe how universe can, you know, the energy uh, right. shift and we can meet people and, and you talk to them and you feel like you know them already, you know, and you feel so comfortable talking to them. You don't have to like have this persona. You don't have to pretend you don't have to and talk about people pleaser, right? Please them. None of them. None of that. Anything other than who you are. That's the ideal, right? Yes. Want. Yes. But you said it beautifully. Like you said, you they, you're not only, you know, disrespecting yourself but you're also disrespecting the other people by just being a people pleaser right right because you you see the messages if you think about it and, and you probably say this as well but the message that you're giving someone when you please them rather than being honest with them is that you don't think they can handle the truth mm. and you also are saying to them and to yourself i don't think that this person can handle who i really am or if they knew who I really was, they would leave me. Mm. If it's a friend, if it's a boss, if it's the school teacher, it doesn't matter. If, we, if we're just being nice so that the other person likes us or so that there's harmony, we're saying no to ourselves. You know, sometimes people will say to me, I'm so bad at saying no. I, I can't say no. And I say to them, that's actually inaccurate. You're very good at saying no. It's just that you say no to yourself. Right, right, right. You're right. 
because when when the nosy neighbor asks you for another cup of sugar and she's never given you any cups of sugar back mm. um and you know that she's just always wanting stuff but not not returning anything not reciprocating and um and you feel you have to say yes you are actually saying no to yourself in that moment oh wow wow that is so true so you'd rather say yes to her than yes to yourself but you have to live with you you go to sleep with you at night you have to experience the consequences of your choices but you'd rather say yes to that unpleasant person than yes to your sweet precious amazing self wow that is so that's so amazing i'm so glad you said that part i i just learned something yes when you say yes to other people you're really saying no to yourself well if you say yes to something you don't want to do right 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 that's when we when you try to please people you know like yeah i tell you a little story i said yes to a date because i felt like uh, if i don't you know when but that was long long time ago i said yes to a date that was really didn't i i wanted to say no but i did it i was like ah uh, you know what i just right. i don't want to hurt his feeling absolutely huh? i know exactly what you mean and that's when you don't when you want to say no but you're saying yes just to please other people but that 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 means saying no to yourself oh it happens to us all the time and we're so deeply trained into uh being nice and doing the right thing but but i'm telling you right now i i have i have been working with people and helping people for 24 years that's a long time to have people coming in and telling me their troubles and i love my work i'm totally passionate about it because for me i get to work with people's hope yes and i i feel like i have one of the most blessed and privileged occupations in the world so mm. i absolutely love what i do but i watch people make choices and i get to see the outcomes like you and it's incredible because you can see the train smash coming can't you right oh yeah you oh, know yeah. you know what's going to happen and you know that you're going to have to pick up the pieces and or help the person pick up their own pieces but you i know by now it's like 1 plus 1 equals 2 it doesn't get simpler than that when someone doesn't really want to do something but they say yes to it because they feel awkward or bad or uncomfortable they are going to land up in some kind of trouble even if the trouble is as simple as at the end of the evening you feel completely exhausted oh yeah yeah when you're saying you want you don't want to have that glass of wine and you're saying yes to it and then the next day you get up and you feel tired yes i know exactly from the smallest thing to that to the biggest thing whatever it is but i'm so this this i wrote this down i was like i'm writing this down and i'm going to look at this because i like you love my job and what i do i love 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 what i do i'm been an entrepreneur for 30 years and i get to see people and i talk to them and i know about their story and i i give them the hope and um it just i don't have regret because of my job because i'm able to help other people see the hope see the end of the line and see that they actually have potential and i'm not doing anything special it just that they realize how much potential they have and that moment of ha ha that comes in and they're like oh wow i can do it to me that's more satisfying than anything else me too so i can't imagine yes yeah, i can't imagine 
Hey, I can hear it from your voice. Aren't you so lucky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Uh, the best job ever. And I had a lot of jobs, a lot of jobs. My listeners knows because I share it with my listeners all the time, how many jobs that I had. And I, as a fact, matter of fact, I became an entrepreneur because I got fired so many times from so many jobs that I got tired. I said, you know what? I'm going to create a job for myself that I don't never have to be fired. But that was a long time ago. That was when I was very insecure and I thought money can make everything go away. But that's another episode that we're going to talk about. Um, this was so, so amazing. This was so amazing. And, and the fact that you give them a step-by-step uh, exercise that they can actually practice right now, no matter what you're going through, try this. And then realize that you can do this. And if you're still stuck, where can they find you and what are you working on? And tell us a little bit about your program. Um, I wanted to say when you were saying that now that loving yourself and listening to yourself and following your truth is the least selfish thing that you can do. Um, so my website is called if I loved myself.com if I loved myself.com and I know I'm so happy that that was available. (laughs) And I have a book which explains in detail how to make self-loving decisions and that your task in life is to be you. That is your main purpose. It's the only purpose is for you to be exactly who you are, exactly as you are. And uh, it talks about how to use the love question. If you loved yourself at work, if you loved yourself with your food, if you loved yourself with your body and health, if you loved yourself with money with sex with your parenting there's a really powerful chapter on parenting and how to how to be self-loving and listen to your own truth so that you can be a parent that you feel good about being so that book is called if you loved yourself what would you do now and it's available on amazon and kindle um so i I hope people get that because it'll really hold your hand to know how to do it it's full of exercises it connects to some free meditations and downloads that you can print out and stick up on your wall to remind yourself of some of the questions so it's a whole world of therapy in a book and then i run a course called decision making for people pleasers Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So far, the title itself is so powerful. Listen, before you say about the course, we're not soulmate sisters. I don't know what we are. Because (laughs) if you loved, if if I loved myself.com, we just just discussed my program, Love Your Life, right? Yes, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. This is so amazing. I'm just looking at this and I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Familiar? Yeah, I just literally, because I know we discussed it and I, uh, by the way, for the listeners, I'm going to link you guys, I'm going to put a link uh, of her website, her book, um, and as well as her program. So let it t- tell us about your program. Um, your course is for people pleaser. That is an amazing thing, title. Decision making for people pleasers. Absolutely. And it's a, it's a live, it's on Zoom, it's online, but it's, it's live. So we meet live and it's a group. And it's a small group. I like to keep the group small so there's space for people to actually speak. Mm-hmm. And I take you step by step through how to make a decision and in particular how to do it in the face of other people. You know, how do you listen to yourself and not give yourself away 
how do you allow yourself how do you give yourself permission to be you wow. how do you make the choices you really want to make even if you feel like maybe other people won't like it or or you're just scared to to you know expose yourself like that so it's a, a four-week course and the next one will open early next year and if you want to find out about it or be updated about when it's going to happen, then you can sign up for my newsletter. And Valerie, if you are sending links, maybe you can send a link for the sign up as well. Yeah. But yeah. when you sign up, you'll get two free exercises. So you'll immediately get an email with two free exercises that are to help you love yourself more. One of them is about how you speak to yourself and the other one is about how to stay with your feelings, with what you feel. Valerie, I'm sure you know all about that and you've been teaching about that too. Yes, I do. So you'll get two exercises that if you do them regularly, it makes such a difference to this feeling of self-appreciation and love. So you can get that if you sign up for my newsletter at ifilovedmyself.com. You'll get yes. those exercises and then you'll also get to hear when, when the course is opening up again. Yes, we definitely will link all of that. And then um, I'm going to even link your social media because uh, ladies and gentlemen, follow her, find her website and visit and download all these great stuff that she's saying because we all need it, especially now more than ever. And such an amazing person, such an amazing person to come over here and share your story, give us some tips and making us realize that how important it is to love ourselves. Uh, for me, it's an honor to meet you. I really am excited and I really appreciate that you taking your time and doing this and telling our listeners some great stuff on how to better themselves and love themselves more. Thank you so, so much. I'm sitting here with a big smile on my face because I was really looking forward to, as I said to you, I was looking forward to having this conversation with you. And I was so excited that I was going to get to have a conversation with my new friend and that that conversation would help a whole lot of other people. So I'm just really honored and that you asked me and I'm thrilled that we've met and I'm looking forward to our, whatever we do together in future absolutely absolutely we're gonna bring it back because what we do is that on this uh, um podcast i bring and and my listeners send an email and we follow up and we uh bring you back because this is what we need we are very authentic here we share we 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 talk to them and we give them as much as information they can have to change their life that's just really what the purpose of this uh podcast is and bringing some amazing people like yourself so thank you so much for being here Thank you very much, Valerie, and so much thank you for doing what you're doing in this world. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure.